3: It's 930 in 716. I'm Susan
1: Rose. I'm Brian Mazerowski. Outside right now we're looking at a little bit of light rain on the way around western New York. 38 degrees
2: in Buffalo.
3: And starting out this morning with an update on Demar Hamlin's condition. Here's... Randy Bushover with the latest.
2: Susan, the latest on that. Hamlin is still under sedation, still on a ventilator at University of Cincinnati Medical Center. His uncle Dorian Glenn telling media outlets that doctors have flipped him on his stomach to help take the pressure off his lungs. Hamlin no longer on 100% oxygen. He's down to 50%. Glenn also related his experience from Monday night. It was like a gut punch. And then he just... You know, I've never seen a game get stopped like that. I've never seen a collection of grown men crying like that unless it was a funeral. A prayer vigil for Hamlin held outside the Bill's store in Orchard Park yesterday. Jim Kelly's wife, Jill, among the organizers.
0: It was whipped up together by a small group of people. Uh, Buffalo Gibbs, a couple of pastors, Del Reed, who is the creator of Bill's Mafia. And we just said we have to do something. And certainly we can give, and yes, give to the charity that DeMar set up but also pray because there's power in prayer, and there's power in community, and here we are.
2: A prayer vigil held at 8.55 p.m. last night outside the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: this region, Buffalo City Hall and Niagara Falls City Hall lit up in blue in honor of Hamlin. From around the world of sports, tributes on display. The Cincinnati skyline lit up blue and red again last night, including Paycor Stadium and Heritage Bank Center. Cincinnati Reds Ballpark putting prayers for Damar De- Hamlin on its giant scoreboard. Also Hard Rock Stadium, home of the Dolphins, lit in red and blue to support Hamlin. Seattle Mariners Ballpark also lit in Bill's colors overnight. Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive, inching towards $6 million in donations this morning. Hamlin's jersey, number three, fitting in prominently for a number of sports last night, starting with the Buffalo Sabres. In their 5-4 win over the Capitals, Tage Thompson with a three-goal night, his third hat-trick of the season, giving him 30 goals on the year. The game winner, by the way, scored three minutes into OT. The team had been... And three versus the Caps last year. Hamlin's alma mater, Pitt, upsetting number 11 Virginia by three in college basketball. This happening on January 3rd, of course. Riffing from the Multiplication Rock series of my youth for at least one night.
0: Three is a
3: magic number.
2: Brian and Susan, back to you.
3: All right. Mm
1: Um, Great. it's uh wow uh, yeah. the uh, the Sabers uh, kind of numbers jumping out at Great. you last night. Uh, but uh, all wishing the best, of course, for Damar Hamlin and uh, what is still to come. Uh, immediate action taken to attend to Hamlin. WBen's Tom Puckett here with more on what that response looks like inside of an NFL stadium.
0: The NFL requires each team stadium to have a level one trauma team and hospital at the ready for each game. Erie County Emergency Services Commissioner Dan Deverth Jr. says that means plenty of medical care is available. There's two fully staffed emergency rooms. There's a the north side and a south side. And you know there's also been cases and instances where they've actually had those type of sudden cardiac events where there's been a positive outcome. Some of that personnel come from ECMC. UBC.
4: UBMD Emergency Medicine, the University Emergency Medicine Department, which is here at ECMC, um, utilizes our doctors on the sideline to provide the type of care that you witnessed last night. So while the Bills are at home, our doctors are providing that care for the sideline, both sides, visitors and home team.
0: Dr. Samuel Cloud, Chief Medical Officer at ECMC, says they are highly trained to provide life-saving care and have the tools to do that job. Navarro says it's a well-orchestrated training. Hear more about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News.
3: Thank you, Tom. Around the NFL, thoughts with Hamlin and the Bills. Tennessee Titans linebacker Rasheed Weaver played with Hamlin. I
0: mean, we didn't just play together. We we friends, teammates. Uh, I mean, I've known them now for seven years. We both signed the pit 2016, same year. Both left for the draft uh, 2020 or whenever it was, same year. And that's a guy I talk to, um, whether it be on social media, text, Snapchat, Twitter, anything, at least probably once a week, constantly just sit telling each other how we see each other, doing our thing each week, playing, and, you know, he has his own little clothing brand called Chasing Ms. That's about, you know, chasing your dreams and chasing millions. You know, that's everybody's goal in a lot of things in life is reaching your dreams and getting millions and take care of your family. I have my own dream, dream G2R, our own brand, and we just always uh, interact and tell each other to keep going.
3: Just amazing, the outpouring, uh, the responses just around the league, outside the league, just around the world
1: all over the place um, because you have to think of the millions of people who are watching this play out in real time on monday night Uh, now the mental health of a community on the minds of medical experts
2: from a racially motivated mass shooting deadly winter storms and the tragic health scare of buffalo bill safety damar hamlin the buffalo community has certainly faced many traumatic events in recent history What's the best way to deal with trauma? It's best not to internalize it, according to Spectrum Health's Buffalo Hope coordinator, Leslie Chilcott.
0: The best thing that you can do um, to, to get through grief and trauma is to talk about it. Find somebody that you trust to talk to or use your community resources, like using the call line for Buffalo Hope. But also practicing self-care and, and mindfulness, paying attention to how you're feeling, um, keeping your routine uh Eating, eating healthy, exercising—all of those things that you know you've been hearing um, your whole life. Pay attention to them, especially when you're grieving.
2: Buffalo mental health professionals have call lines for someone you can talk to at no cost with no information needed.
0: Crisis services. Their phone line is seven one six eight three four three one three one. Our number at Spectrum Health. Our call line is.
3: 716-566-6506.
2: Those numbers and other coping tips are made available to you on our
3: website, Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Thank you, Max. For the first time in a hundred years, members of Congress failing to elect a House Speaker on Tuesday. They'll reconvene today at noon. The man who was supposed to easily win the speakership, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, rebuffed three times. Here's ABC political director Rick Klein. This is about McCarthy, who, by the way, has hardly been a paragon of principle throughout his political career. I mean, this is a guy that
1: has, uh, to, 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 to paraphrase Matt Gates, uh, has sold portions of his soul for more than a decade to try to get this, this exact job. He's the guy that showed up at Mar-a-Lago a few weeks after the election because he recognized how how strong the Trump wing of the party was. So for all of that to not be enough tells you a lot about how difficult it's going to be to govern with anyone as the speaker of this Republican majority. JARDEN.
3: All right, we'll see if the fourth time is the charm later today.
1: Yeah, wow, uh, wild stuff going on in Washington.
3: Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather
4: forecast. Cloudy skies, drizzle and fog this morning. Rain likely this afternoon. Even a rumble of thunder is a possibility. Temperatures will range from the 40s in Buffalo, 50s across the southern tier. Tonight, showers and thunder showers. Overnight lows in the mid to upper 30s. On Thursday, mostly cloudy with a brief rain or snow shower. High temperatures near 40. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. I'm Chief Meteorologist
0: Minkowski.
3: Joining us now on WBEN, Christy Smorrell with the American Heart Association, talking about CPR training, which is something that DeMar Hamlin received almost immediately when he collapsed on the field Monday night in Cincinnati. And Christy, we're glad you could be here with us. I mean, who should know, I'm talking not medical professionals, but just regular people, who should know how to administer CPR?
4: In a perfect world, we would say everyone. Uh, you know, thank you so much for having me on this morning because getting this message out is so important. Just like you said, Tamar Hamlin received CPR immediately, and that can make a huge difference for someone who suffers sudden cardiac arrest. You know uh, unfortunately, about ninety percent of patients who suffer an out of hospital cardiac arrest do not survive, and many times it's because they did not receive that immediate CPR. Immediate CPR can double or triple someone's chances of survival.
1: And that's something that we saw uh, happening on the field Monday night. I'm wondering, you know, as somebody very familiar with this, what you were thinking as you were watching this entire situation play out?
4: Yeah, It's not something you ever want to see, but if it has to happen, I was glad that there were people there that knew what to do immediately there was CPR on the field, there was AED use on the field. We call this the chain of survival. The chain of survival is all of the things that happen to help someone survive sudden cardiac arrest. And that includes CPR use, AED use, the arrival of EMTs, getting a patient to the hospital, it includes the care at the hospital. It's all the links in the chain that hopefully lead to a positive outcome.
3: You know, we all heard that he received it for nine minutes on the field. Is that out of the norm?
4: What's good about doing CPR is that blood is still circulating. So, you know, I've heard stories of patients who've had CPR for 14 minutes, even being someone who maybe had a cardiac arrest at home and their loved one did CPR while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. An ambulance came out onto the field for Tamar Hamlin, which is great that the ambulance could get there so quickly. Sometimes, an ambulance can't get there as quickly to your house. But doing CPR means you are pumping the heart for that person. So you are still delivering blood to vital organs, which is really what makes the difference.
1: You mentioned, you know, it's something everybody should know in an ideal world. I I, I think you go around and you see the um, defibrillator devices in, I I mean, they're just about everywhere now. Um, But I often think, you know, looking at this is, You see this here. Who really knows how to use it? You know, if there were to be an incident, what would happen? Um, Because I I don't know if anybody within, you know, this device would have the wherewithal to do that. How many people, you you know, are actually trained in using this? Uh, What is our, our state of being ready for an event like this?
4: Well, there are two different kinds of CPR. There is the traditional CPR where you do receive a full certification, and that includes rescue breath. And that's something that people do go through uh, official classes for and get that certification. But we also want people to learn, to learn hands-only CPR, which is much easier for laypeople to learn and do. There's no certification for hands-only CPR, but it's something that anybody can become familiar with. And we want people to become familiar with it so when there's an emergency they do have a little bit of muscle memory or familiarity with what to do. Hands-only CPR has two steps. Call 911, push hard and fast in the center of the chest until help arrives. That help may be an AED. If you are somewhere out in public and a teen or adult collapses, you assess the situation, check if they have a pulse. If they are not responsive, you call 911. If there's other people around, assign someone to call 911 assign someone to find that aed as you said you see the signs in public places they're everywhere the great thing about an aed is it will teach you how to use it it announces everything that you have to do there are pictures on the aed of where to put the the sticky pads that will receive that will deliver the charge the the aed tells you step by step you know, put the pads on the patient stand clear push this button assessing the charge, it will assess the patient, so it won't deliver a charge if a charge is not needed, so you don't need to worry about that. But it it has audio cues to tell you exactly what to do. So even if you've never used an AED, it's ready to teach you.
3: All right, that's uh, good to know, it walks you right through it. Uh, I received CPR training, I'm gonna say 10, 12 years ago, and have never needed it. And I have to say that today, if a case came up, I'd be afraid to do it, right? I mean, it was with the rescue breaths and all that, and I I fear that something could go wrong, right? You know, what's like someone for me, should I just, you know, plan to do the hands-only?
4: If you don't feel comfortable doing rescue breaths, absolutely do hands-only. Doing hands-only CPR means you are still distributing that blood around the body, so you are still making a difference. The thing about cardiac arrest is, essentially, that person has died, So if you don't do anything, that won't change. If you do something, it might. So doing something can make a huge difference. Uh, That hands-only CPR is much less scary. People do get scared of rescue breaths, and there are more steps as far as counting how many compressions and breaths and things like that. So hands-only CPR can be an easier option. Uh, you, You wanna make sure you're doing those compressions hard and fast. What's great is there's some popular songs that have the right beat, things like Stayin' Alive by the Bee Gees or Crazy in Love by Beyonce, uh, Hips at Live by Shakira, even, believe it or not, Darth Vader's theme song. These are all songs with the right beat, so just think of one of those songs while you're doing compression.
1: Where can somebody go to learn more about this, to start to feel confident um, that maybe isn't uh, we know that there are CPR classes available, there's a lot of training that you can take, but, you know, even before you take that step, what are some of the things you recommend to people um, who just might want to learn more to have, you know, maybe it's that song or something in the back of their head just in case?
4: You can go to heart.org/hands-only CPR. There's a lot of resources there, including video demonstrations of what to do. You can also connect with us on social media. Our, our local American Heart Association office is on social media at AHA New York. Uh, connect with us. We are, we could do CPR demonstrations in businesses and organizations and uh, help learn, help help teach the community how to do CPR.
3: You know, I think DeMar Hamlin, hopefully will find this out, may have been lucky to be at an NFL stadium with, you know, a team of doctors that were right there. But I would assume that most emergencies like this happen at home or in a workplace, right?
4: The the majority happen at home, yes. About 70% of out-of-hospital cardi- cardiac arrests happen at home, which means learning CPR can mean the difference for someone you love. Uh, if you're doing cPR there's a good chance it's on a loved one
1: well we appreciate all the information this morning and uh, hopefully it's some you know something that a lot of people can uh, take with them and and go and uh, learn something new over the next uh, 24 hours or so. Christy, thanks so much. Christy Smoral, who is with the American Heart Association, talking about some of these life-saving skills that anyone can learn. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.